another question has to do with the hygiene, right, of Muslims. We actually, every, what's the mark of a civilized creature is that we're, we have hygiene, right, and we have grooming, right, we groom. And this is actually the answer of why did Allah create certain things and then tell us to remove them. Like if Allah wants us to not have long nails, right, why did He create nails to grow in the first place? Right? Well, the reason is that to differentiate between those who are clean and those who are not. Right? So to create a quality of cleanliness within you. The quality of excellence and cleanliness within you could not exist unless you had the capacity to become dirty. Alright, so what are some of our sunnahs? Like taking it from the top. Okay? From the top, let's say from the hair. Right? There is not specific sunnahs related to hair. However, if a woman has braids, or if a man has braids, because if you look at the Arabs in the past, they did have braids, right? Uh, especially going to war, they had braids. Because there weren't scissors as readily available, all people had long hair. If you look at the old movies, all these men from the ancient times, they had long beards and long hair. You didn't have barbers everywhere. So for war, what do they do? You put them in braids. That's actually a way to protect your hair from being yanked and pulled. Right, you put it in a braid, okay? Uh, so it doesn't get caught up in someone's shield or helmet. But even this braid during ghusl, for men and women, they have to loosen the braid so water gets into them. So what is actually becomes prohibited for us to do or impossible for us to do is a type of dreads where you clump the hair and you let it sort of rot inside of itself, right? And, and keep it so that there's no water goes into it. This we're not able to do, right? Braids, you can do. You need to loosen up the hair a little bit so water can sit to it. This is the ruling of braids, of ghusl, when you're making ghusl and you have braids. Another thing, okay, another thing is that the men's mustache should always be trimmed. Right? Um, Prophet said, the Bani Israel, they did not trim the mustache, so their women ended up committing zina because they were disgusted with the men whose mustache went over his lip. So there should always be some skin between the hair of the mustache and the pink of the lip. Alright? So that's the next thing. Now the mouth. A lot of sunnahs related to the mouth. All the time. Prophet peace be upon him said, Number one, avoid eating garlic and onion raw before you come to the masajid or meet with people. Because it's offensive to them. Okay? You offend them. And the Prophet said, I don't eat it. Because he speaks with Malaika, he speaks with Angel Jibreel, right? So if you do eat it, kill it, he said. Prophet said, kill it. How do you kill it? By cooking it. Right? You cook it. Cook it up, and then the scent won't be as strong. Okay? Uh, secondly, the Prophet said, If it was not to be harsh, hard and burdensome upon the Ummah, I would have commanded them to use the miswak before every prayer. Right? So, the mis what is siwak? The concept of siwak is something rough and hard that scratches against the teeth and the gums and the tongue. The teeth, the gums, and the tongue. Right? You use your miswak on your tongue to clean it out. It's got to be something rough. The best of which is the oud um, al-araq. Right? The, the, the root or the branches of the araq tree. And if you've ever seen it, it has a very spicy flavor to it. When it's moist, 
You'll wonder, okay, what did this tooth stick do? Okay, it cleans, but how does it remove the scent, the odor? But when you look at a moist, freshly cut miswak, it's stronger than toothpaste. And it's more natural. It doesn't leave that filmy flavor of toothpaste, right? It's a natural, spicy flavor. It's almost like some people, they can't use a freshly used miswak because it's too spicy. It's almost like a gingery, it's like a spicy ginger flavor, right? It's very effective in cleaning out the mouth. I understood when I saw one, all right, in Yemen, freshly cut, it's still got some green in it, moist. I understand now that all you need is a miswak. You don't need toothbrush and toothpaste. It actually is stronger than toothpaste, spicy. So, but any, anything that cleans the mouth fulfills the function and the sunnah of a miswak. So that's the mouth. Now we talk about the other hairs. Under the pubic hairs. Or, 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 under the, the armpits. I'm getting ahead of myself here. <laughs> okay. Uh, under the armpits. Sunnah is actually to pluck these hairs out. As painful as it sounds. Why? Because you want a one-shot deal. You don't want every once in a while right, to have hair grown out there. The sunnah is actually to pluck it out. Okay? You pluck it out one by one so that you never have armpit hairs and therefore as a result you don't have that bad odor you don't have the risk right? people fulfilled that sunnah um, you know brute and uh, old spice will be out of business right because you we won't need to constantly be putting that stuff on right in any event that's one of the sunnahs even if you shaved it and it's not fulfilling it hundred percent but it's doing the job right then pubic hairs shaved every before every jum'ah or the some of them said at least every 40 days. Shave the pubic hairs, right? There was a surgeon once, one time we had a teacher, he was a surgeon, all right, and he used to give us a halakha, he would say, trust me, tahara, like you see people coming dressed to the nines, but then they come in for surgery, we gotta see their stuff, right? These people have no concept of tahara, right? It's filthy, but we're supposed to clean up that area, remove the hairs from that area. Think about this, yani uh, al-mani, uh, semen, sexual fluids, you don't want that on you. If you have hairs down there, it's gonna all sneak up in there and, and coagulate and, 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 and mess everything up. Clean it all out, it should be skin only, all right? So that's that. Next, the nails. Every Friday morning or Thursday night, nail clipping. And we actually have a sunnah of nail clipping. You start with the shahada finger, right? Start with the shahada finger, then right hand, then you go Finish that, those hands. Then the next hands, all right? Then your last one will be your right thumb. The Prophet even had a method to this simple thing of nail clipping, all right? And he didn't throw his clips in the garbage, right? He says, because these, these things will, will make shahada for you, they'll testify for you that you, A, that you did such and such good deeds and that you uh, clipped them in the right way, they'll make shahada for you. So your hair and your nail clippings, the Prophet said he used to bury them. He used to actually bury them, and that's actually the sunnah, to bury them, okay? Uh, so it's a sunnah, so if you throw in the garbage, you're not like committing a sin, but yeah, that's a sunnah, all right? To clip the nails, bury the hair, bury the cl nail clippings, all right? Same thing with the feet, feet clippings, nail clippings should, and the sunnah then is to wash those areas, wash under the nails, and under and your toes after you clip them. So we're an ummah that's all about grooming, right? We're people who believe in grooming, and uh, that's what separates people, 
That's what separates the civilized from the uncivilized. One of the signs of where is the hadara of Allah, where is the civilization of the earth, or the hadara of the earth, right? Allah says in Ali Imran, the days of wealth and glory and civilization, we spread it around. It's not going to always be with one group of people, right? One of the signs is cleanliness, hygiene and cleanliness. And subhanAllah, ummah, the ummah of Islam has tawheed, but honestly doesn't have hygiene and cleanliness. Now we need to talk about something else, right? You go to the bathroom. There are truck roll, load of rules that we should follow when we go to the bathroom, all right? Firstly, the bathroom should always be done sitting, so you don't splash, right? Done sitting. Secondly, you clean, we're taught subhanAllah in the books of fiqh how to wash ourselves. With dry, right? It's called istijmar. Because they used to use a jamra, which is a rock. They didn't have tissue. They used to use rocks, right? So it's called istijmar, with something dry. Then istinjat, something wet, water. Wet, put wetness over that area that had najasa. Then you can dry it off again or leave it. And Umar ibn Khattab, he used to, a man used to complain that he would go to the bathroom and then he would do his tijmar. He would urinate, then do his tijmar. Then he would say, Umar, I always have shak as to whether bowl is coming out of me again. Umar said, I'll solve your problem with you. Pour water on your member after you go to the bathroom. Then when you get up, you'll know you, you wet yourself. You won't have doubt that it's bowl. Also, the wisdom of istinja is the muscles contract. If it's cooler water, the muscles contract, and so the bowl won't come out as easily, if at all. all right? So, when we leave the bathroom, we have to understand that the bacteria and the wetness, uh, bacteria grows on wetness. When we do istinja, it should not be for the host of the ummah to know that we've done istinja, okay? It should be done for ourselves, and then we should leave the toilet area dry because najasa grows or the bacteria will grow or whatever it is that is not good will grow in wetness. It will not grow in dryness, okay? If things dry, it's not gonna grow. Secondly, and if you leave a little puddle of water, okay, and one drop of najasa goes there, then the whole thing is najas. Now we're all in trouble. And people then walking with their feet in the bathroom and then wearing those flip-flops and then coming out, and then, and then you're making sajda on the rug, right? So all that najasa could be all over up in the rug, right? So you might gonna make sure to dry everything out, right, before you leave the bathroom. That's a little tidbit about tahara and grooming in our sharia, in our deen. Wa faqanallahu iyakum, wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.